Good morning, everyone. Um, if my hair is standing on end, technology is why. <laughs> uh, but a very warm welcome to um, the organised chaos that is Hillhead Baptist Church. Um, our service this morning is not only being led by Lena, we have some other preachers with us this morning. We have Sylvia Jones and Cheryl Leckie, who are students at the Scottish Baptist College. Um, we also have Zavi Nisa, who is visiting from Edinburgh and Nagaland. Um, and we will have a chance to hear from everybody during the service. Maybe also, also to say the preachers brought their husbands. And the preachers brought their husbands as well. Um, I got Will was one of them. Willie was one of them. And I didn't Andy. get the other one. Andy. Andy. <laughs> My apologies. It, it's been a morning. <laughs> um, our service next week will be here in the hotel and on Zoom. Um, and it will be led by Neil. Um, in family news, um, Holly sent an email around to say that Edith Fleming had a fall. Um, I'm not sure how she's doing at the moment. I believe she was hoping to be moved to Gartnavel. Um, but keep an eye out on your emails and Holly will try and send updates when she has them. Um, I believe these are all our notices. Um, uh, we have our oh, we have our Tuesday evening reflections. Um, check your emails for the details on that because I don't remember them. Um, our and the coffee club meets um, at Esquire House on a Wednesday Wednesday afternoon. Um, again, I have the timing. Morning. morning. Sorry, it's the morning. It's a day. It's a day. <laughs> um, I think that's all our notices now, and I've got to run back to the tech desk. <laughs> Thank you, Katrina. And if you're visiting with us the first time, then if you only can, please stay afterwards. We, we do hope the hotel will be organized and we will actually be able to enjoy coffee. And the Zoomers, of course, can organize their own coffee as they uh, stay on and also are able to, to chat together. As we start, we will sing a, a song probably with new words, but with a very familiar tune. Christ Jesus to this house, come in a welcome guest and may it be our starting prayer together in this place. Oh, 
on the threshold of the new week, above the cold winter floor, there is a glory rising born of heaven and reaching out to reach each one of us. On this day when the church in many places in the world is remembering the transfiguration of our Lord, a light shines through the clouds, an invitation seeking all of who we are, all of who we are. A light that transforms darkness into hope and brings life from across where old life ends and new life is born. And in that light, on this day, as any time when we gather together, we see Jesus meeting us, raising us from depths of our valleys to the height of the mountain, carrying the weight of our humanity to the heights of heaven's glory. So let us worship and hear again God saying, this is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. And so we will listen with our ears, with our hearts. And we will start our listening by saying a prayer, the one that our Lord taught us, each in our own mother tongue or the language that comes most comfortable to us, saying, Our Father, and as we come into God's presence, we are also aware of all the burdens that we come with, all the valleys from which we emerge. And so our next song invites us into a prayer of confession, remembering various people who Jesus met and transformed their lives just as he transforms lives today. So the song that I think the Zoom people didn't get a chance to, to hear. They did, they did, they did. Matthew was a lonely man. Um, might be easier to do it probably while as we stand, uh, if we are in the hotel. The Zoom people can do whatever feels good for them. So again, let's use it as our worship. Matthew was a lonely man. Come, brother, stand by me. Lonely Matthew found a friend. Come, Jesus, stand by me. Another solemn money day. A rubber stamp, an empty tray. Unless we follow when you say, Come, brother, stand by me. Thomas was 
a doubting man. Come, brother, stand by me. Doubting Thomas found a friend. Come, Jesus, stand by me. Within a silent room we stand, or walk a dry and thirsty land, unless we touch your wounded hand. Come, Jesus, stand by me. Martha was a worried soul. Come, sister, stand by me. Worried Martha found a friend. Come, Jesus, stand by me. A thousand clocks, a weary hour. Each wearing moment cries alarm. Unless we find our inner calm. Come, Lord, and set us free. Peter was a frightened man. Come, Jesus, stand by me. Frightened Peter, oh, sorry. Frightened Peter frowned a friend. Come, Jesus, stand by me. And all the angry eyes look on. The truth and false, the right goes wrong. Unless we hear your triumph song, come Jesus, stand by me. Come Jesus, stand by me. Come Jesus, stand by me. Now, I would like to invite our two preachers to come and just for us to have a chance to get to know each other. It's been a real pleasure to have both Sylvia and Cheryl in my preaching module where part of this morning sort of originated in, didn't it? So once again, welcome and thank you so much for making the trip, which of course, has taken you some distance. So my first question is, where do you come from? Well, I live in, in the Scottish borders, but I guess you can tell from my accent that I'm, I'm not really from there. Originally, I was from South Yorkshire, uh, just so that you don't sit there wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Very welcome, Sylvia. And what about you, Cheryl? We've come from Ayr today. Um, I don't come from here, my husband comes from here, but um, I lived for a long time in Orkney, so um, you won't probably be able to marry up my accent to anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And thank you so much for bringing Willie and Andy. It's uh, welcome. Welcome to you as well. Um, so, yes, we are here this morning to hear you preach. And I know it's not the first time, of course, that you preach. And that's partly also how we met, right? Because you came to the Scottish Baptist College to take various courses. So perhaps each one of you could share just a little bit of what brought you there to, to do some theological studies and also what, what do you feel God might be calling you into? Okay. I think I'm going first. Uh, um, yeah, I some years ago I really um, sensed that God was calling me into some uh, level of church leadership, uh, and I uh, recognised that I would uh, need to 
uh, undertake some theological uh, studies and training. I have to say that uh, filled me with anger because why should I have to do all this studying? Uh, and it also filled me with utter trepidation um, to, to head back to, to university after 30, being out of higher education for 30 odd years. Um, but uh, I remember going to the open day uh, probably six years ago, seven years ago, and um, uh, thankfully a friend came with me, otherwise I think I might have got to the door and run wow. in the opposite direction. Um, but um, but I, I sat there and soon found that all the barriers that I'd put up, I can't do it because of this, and this, and this, and this, distance from living in the borders to coming to Paisley being one of them. Um, uh, so God just sort of wiped each of those barriers away uh, and and I, I, I kind of realised that I was sat there thinking, do you know what, this sounds as though it'll actually be really good. <laughs> and, and has it? And it has been very good. It's been a fantastic experience, both to be part of the, the Scottish Baptist College community. At times that has been more precious and and more real to me than, than maybe the, my, my local church situation. Um, but I've, I've just thoroughly enjoyed as well the, the studying. It has uh, fed my soul, fed my mind, uh, stretched me, um, encouraged me and challenged me. Um, and here I am six years later. I've done it in various stages of part-timeness, hence why it's taken me so long. Uh, but I'm, I'm feeling quite sad that, that my journey at, at the college is coming to an end. Um, yeah. Thank you, Sylvia. And what about you, Cheryl? Well, um, when I moved down from Orkney in 2005, um, my children were all going into various stages of different education. Um, I decided it was time for me to start learning again because I'd taken a lot of time off work because I had them. And I'd always wanted to go to Bible college, even when I was younger. It just hadn't worked out. <coughs> so... Um, but I, I went on a circuitous route. So as I work as a nursing assistant, I went in and did some training there. And there, but I really felt strongly God wanted me to go to Bible college. So I went to International Christian College, which you might be familiar with. And, uh, and I had an absolutely wonderful three years there. I just loved every moment of it. And I would recommend study like that to anybody in here because you're never too old and you're never too young for it. Indeed. Um, and then for I was I became unwell after that, so things kind of got left behind a wee bit. But somebody challenged me a few years ago as to why I wasn't using my gifts for mm. God mm. in the church, and uh, I I realised I felt strongly moved to um, mm. appear before the board of ministry, Baptist Union board of ministry. So I did that, and um, they suggest that I do some extra mm. modules on top of what I'd done. And that's what took me to the, mm. the Baptist College. And I loved it. I've loved every minute of it. I have to say, as I've gotten older, the studying has become harder because it's all very technical. <laughs> you really need to be techie to do these things now. But, Literally um, so, right? Yeah, absolutely. The technology. Um, 
But, I, but even these old brains can learn. Even yeah, can, we, you know. we managed that. So. <laughs> yeah. If and, we and can really, manage it. I <laughs> mean, I, had, I do a lot of, I, work, uh, I do a lot of the lay preaching, I mm. work for, I preach via the Lay Preaching Association mm-hmm. um, in different places. So I've had a lot of opportunity to go around different churches. Um, but mm-hmm. it was so refreshing to come into Lena's class and just look at a different way of mm-hmm. presenting a sermon because mm-hmm. nobody had really taught me how to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just picked it up as I went along. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, very enriched by the time at the college. Yeah. And that's how new connections are made. And lo yeah. and behold, you're yeah. here this morning with us. So lastly... Uh, at this point, we'll hear, of course, much more from you just a little later. But how can we best pray for you in the coming weeks and months? I know we will be thinking of you. And when we rem- remember um, you both, what, 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 is there something that we could specifically be praying for? Um, I, I am taking a, a step and going to a board of ministry myself mm-hmm. in, in a few months' time. So I would really value your prayers for that. And... Um, for where God might want me to minister, um, there, there might be a possibility of something within Gala Shields Baptist Church, which is my church, uh, which would be very wonderful. Uh, but uh, I'm at the point, my, my route has been so involved, so many twists and turns that actually I am just here, God, just whatever and yeah. wherever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's some. Yeah. Some covering in prayer for yeah. that would be would be lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, I would just ask for prayer for wisdom and discernment, and not to be afraid of taking the next step because um, I am I do feel led by God to go into ministry, but I don't know what that involves yet. Mm-hmm. And um, so far, I've, I don't feel I've been called to a church as such. And, and it is, it's a very kind of circular route that you do, when yeah. you, especially when you're a woman, I hate to say that. But, um, and I was brought up in a very conservative background. So I'm really looking mm-hmm. for prayer for guidance, wisdom, mm-hmm. and to take away the fear of the next step. Yeah. Well, we can certainly pray for that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing with us. I'll, I'll let you go for, for a moment, um, but we look forward to hearing back from you. And it just so happens that also today we have another visitor with us who has come in some ways not a long way, only from Edinburgh, but in some other ways a really, really long way because it's Nagaland. Many of us probably will need to check where Nagaland is and I will invite Zavi to come here and maybe first of all tell us where Nagaland is for those who might not know. So this is the microphone, so yeah, whichever way you want. Hello, it's such a pleasure to be here. Um, so if you have your Google Maps, you can just trace Nagaland. It is in the northeast of India, just below Nepal and Bhutan, and uh, just a little above Myanmar. So that's where I come from. And yeah, it's such a joy to see all these wonderful new faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you had a lot to, uh-huh. to learn over the last few months as you came to Edinburgh. And I want to ask you what you're doing here in yeah. Scotland. But just before then, of course, Nagaland, for some of you, is, is, is a, will be a fascinating country because it is the only country in the world where the majority of the population are Baptist. Yeah. Uh, over 75% still, yeah, right, isn't that's it? that's right, yes. So... so 
<laughs> yeah. So um, the Naga Baptist Church just celebrated its 150 years in November 2022. So the Baptist Church, the Naga Baptist Church is now running in um, 152 years. So wow. yeah, praise wow. be to God for that. <laughs> yeah. And so you yourself, Zavi, also grew mm-hmm. up in a, in a Christian family, mm-hmm. in a Baptist family, yes, and your parents right. were involved in ministry. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, my, my father, my dad was a Baptist pastor, and uh, my mom was equally and actively involved mm-hmm. in church ministry, so mm-hmm. that's the kind of background I come mm-hmm. from. I grew up in a Christian home, but... Mm-hmm that necessarily does not make me a christian yeah so i got to learn about jesus firstly from my parents um but as i grew up i was also a very um active child in the church i love attending sunday schools and that's where i learned so much about the bible and as i was growing up i was really fascinated with the whole bible um, the stories and how um, the whole narratives will uh, uh, can be uh, interwoven in our own faith journey um, when i was 10 i attended a summer bible camp and in one of the sessions in the afternoon, my Sunday school teacher was telling me the story of Jonah and the whole theme of repentance. And we, after she finished the story, we had a moment of reflection. And as I was praying, I just heard the Lord's voice. I felt the Spirit of God um, telling me, are you ready to become my child? And that was the moment I gave my life to Jesus and I accepted Jesus as my Lord um, and Savior. And um, I think with that revelation and with that, uh, with that moment of experience, my faith journey begins, I would say. Mm-hmm. And as I grew up, there were challenges in life. Um, I was confused about careers, but I would often reflect back to my childhood where I got to meet a lot of missionaries, uh, pastors from India and elsewhere coming to my, uh, coming home, interacting with my parents, um, talking about the whole Christian faith. Um, so those conversations and those visitations really shaped mm. my calling as well, I would say. And so yeah. where, where did the calling leads you and this yes. goes back to the Bible yeah. and love for the yeah. Bible, doesn't yes. it? Yes, that absolutely and that's where I became more clear about my calling and um, by the time I finished my undergrad, I was clear that I wanted to go to a Bible college, learn deeper about the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I went to uh, two Bible colleges back in India. Mm-hmm. And um, after I finished my um my Bachelor's of Divinity and Master's of Theology in New Testament Studies, I was praying for um, um, further education. I was praying for scholarships, and um, when I was doing that, I was also at a seminary which belongs to the Naga Baptist Church. It is called Oriental Theological Seminary. We have around 300 plus students who are training for um, pastoral ministry and um, yeah, other Christian ministry. So, yes, so I was praying and God amazingly opened doors and opportunities for me. And that's the reason here I'm here in Scotland, Edinburgh, uh, at the School of Divinity, doing my PhD in New Testament and Christian origins. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. And after you're done, you're going back to the same yes, seminary, right. right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I have a commitment, and so yeah. I will go back yeah. to the seminary in Nagaland, and um, I will continue my teaching ministry there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lovely to have you with mm -hmm. us. I know it's still just a few months after arriving. There's yeah. so many things still make yeah, sense of this strange right. culture yeah. <laughs> that is so different from your own. But thank you for being with us. And some of us have had already an opportunity to spend some time mm -hmm. with you. And some others That's will right. after, after the service yeah, as absolutely. we share as we share in the coffee. Mm -hmm. So thank you. And again, I will ask the same question as I did of, of Cheryl and, and Sylvia. Mm -hmm. How can we pray for you? What do you oh, mo most yes. need prayer for? Yeah, so um, absolutely, yeah. So um, I would uh, solicit your prayers for my stay mm -hmm. because I will be staying here for the next four, four and a half years to complete a PhD for health. Um, I'm struggling at the moment finding a good accommodation as well. So if you can kindly um, take in for prayers for that and also for my loved ones um, my mm -hmm. seminary back at home prayers would be appreciated yeah oh. thank you thank you yeah. so much I thought this is such an opportunity to mm -hmm. hear a language I was telling Zavi that we often use different languages oh, um, yes. in in reading scripture mm -hmm. so I've never heard before I met mm -hmm. you Zavi anything in Denidie Angami yeah. language which is your mother tongue mm -hmm. so we will hear our scripture uh, which which our preachers will later uh, unpack for us uh, you can see it's from Luke chapter 10 starting with verse 38 so first Zavi will read it for us uh, in Tenidie yes Ten that's Ten right Ten yeah Ten 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 that's right. and then George will do it in English in case our Tenidie Angami is not super good Jisu Marta mu Maria kinu ke vo sesie uko chanu vojete porana ponule site poza Marta tsefpoe pokinu popesolie siro sef pochezef poba mu poza Maria ru sefse nipu pinu badi podirana ba deri Marta we hanie ko chemeri bazo sala haf poki par disie Nipu Ashizavetio Tadi Abu Arabi Mary Bagetzaha no Nun Mozome No Poketeshadi Pobuvor Akrohishiche Deri Nipu Poki Marta Marta Noem Hanir Gochidi Nun Mu Nukemije Tsje Deri Tsukejetoem Hapora Bizo Maria Wem Hakevito Hakipori Podzienu Sesetalikelho Kendaliete as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her door to him, her open home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her.
and um, this is a collaborative this is a collaborative preach which was something that set my teeth in edge when I heard it first but um, I've come round to it a wee bit so it might be something different than what you're used to at the beginning of Luke chapter 10 Jesus sent his 72 disciples out to the towns and villages around Jerusalem and he sent them with specific tasks. So their tasks were to accept hospitality, heal the sick, preach the good news of the kingdom and cast out demons. Now this account that we read this morning in two different languages um, has like a specific outworking of these commands that Jesus gave to his disciples. And there's an emphasis on the partnership between action and contemplation. The location of the stories in Bethany, which was around two miles from Jerusalem, and it was on the side of the Mount of Olives. The name was derived from two words, Beth Anya, meaning the home of the poor in Hebrew. Considering how Jesus prioritised his ministry to the the poor and the needy, it seems quite a logical place for Jesus to come and spend time, doesn't it? And there's every chance that by the time this gospel was written, Martha and Mary may have been part of the early church. And their significance, we felt, was underlined by the fact that we know their names. And they were the names that I picked up from your reading Savvy, I could, I could pick up the names, that was wonderful. Um, and that just shows to me that there was a significance to this little story of Martha and Mary that was tagged onto the end of a chapter. The, um, the expert in the law that was mentioned earlier on in the chapter, we don't know his name. There's many people Jesus met, we don't know their names, but we know Martha and Mary. Now, we, we were challenged by historical interpretation of this event. Um, we always seen Martha as being rebuked for being busy with household tasks. And Mary was praised for being contemplative and doing nothing. That's what it really came across as. But today we want to shift the perspective a little by giving Martha her due for working with all her heart for Jesus in the wider community of God's people, but also recognizing Mary's desire to simply sit at Jesus' feet and listen to him. As Christians, Paul exhorts us, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men. But on the other side of the coin, like the psalmist, we cry, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. The conflict between these two states will be in each one of us until Jesus comes back for his church. We break in on a conversation that the sisters were having sometime after the event, um, reminiscing about things that had happened in the past. So you have to picture us sitting in the sitting room. <laughs> I loved it when Jesus came by to visit, didn't you, Martha? 
oh yeah it's just so wonderful and do you remember that first time that that he came just after Joanna and Benjamin had visited Bethany yeah actually I do remember that Jesus sent the 72 disciples was it uh to pave the way he sort of wanted them to prepare the way for his Uh ministry in Judea and Joanna and Benjamin came to our town so we knew because they were there that Jesus would be here soon, didn't uh-huh. we? Uh-huh. And, you know, you were determined to invite Jesus and you were even more determined to make sure the house from top to bottom was absolutely spick and span. Absolutely. You know me, I like to have every nook and cranny dusted and scrubbed. <laughs> Too right. <laughs> but then... You know, haven't we come to realise that that actually welcoming Jesus isn't about all this external stuff uh, and appearances? It's it's about welcoming Him wholeheartedly within mm-hmm. us and welcoming His His kingdom in into our lives. Yeah, I agree. And there's a lot of people in Bethany that need to um, hear the good news about Jesus and His kingdom. They need to be helped through many things. There's a lot of poor souls here. Ever since Joanna and Benjamin's visit, people started turning up, didn't they? (laughs) Just for random things. That's when I began to notice that God was doing something special. Yeah, yeah. And... And that was what was ha- people coming. That was that was what was happening on that on that yeah. Jesus that that, yeah. that day that Jesus yeah. arrived, wasn't it? Yeah, because that was the day, if I remember right, when Elizabeth burst in with a wee boy yeah. because he had a fever. Oh, he was a poor wee soul. Oh, oh he wasn't yeah. well at all. Yeah. But we prayed for him, yeah. and he got better. God wondrously healed him. Yeah, yeah, and. And that day, no, no sooner had they left that that then two of the believers turned up on our That's doorstep right. that had right. another one of their big to dos, yeah. their their big big fallouts, and we had to sit down with them and 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 work it through and 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 pray with them. It was so good that that Simon the leper arrived. <gasps> Just at the right time to, to help us with, with that one. Yeah, it's handy to have him nearby, isn't it? And poor thing only popped in to help me fix my broom so I could continue <laughs> cleaning. Yeah, yeah. You know, isn't, isn't it strange that, that we still call him Simon the leper when, when actually he doesn't have leprosy anymore because Jesus wondrously healed him? How, how are these names stick, eh? I know, I know. <laughs> Anyway, all you know, all that was going on that day when Jesus arrived. Of all the days, I know my head was spinning. And Mary, what did you do? You just sat down at Jesus' feet and did nothing. <laughs> well, you know, I just, I just wanted to to hear everything that I could from from this man, Jesus. And I and I just couldn't couldn't get enough, and and this seemed to be like the best opportunity that I'd ever had, just to just to sit with him, to sit at his feet, and 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 be near him. There was something so serene about your face as you sat at Jesus' feet. You were hanging on to his every word. Oh, 
I, I, I remember it now. I, I, I just felt so, so at peace when I was sitting there and the more time I spent with him, the more everything that happened that day just faded into the background. Well, that was a bit different than what was happening with me. <laughs> I was frustrated because I was still up to my eyes with all the stuff that was going on and that had been going on all morning. I wanted to block them out and focus on Jesus because I was so pleased he was visiting us. But I felt like he'd just been left to do everything. Do you know, I was I was just so oblivious to all of that that you were you were experiencing and, and feeling. Like you were captivated. Yeah, I, I was captivated. I was just enthralled mm-hmm. um with with Jesus and you know nothing else seems important when when you when you're sitting at Jesus' feet. But anyway, come on, you need to tell me then about how that day was for you. Well, I needed Jesus to tell you to come and help me. I was shocked. I was actually quite shocked at Jesus' response. I felt chastised. I didn't understand what he was, what he meant. I mean, what was it he said again? I, I, yeah, I, I can remember. He said... Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted uh, by many things. Mm, there's a need of only one thing. Mm, or did he say few, few things? Few things are necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said that you'd chosen the better part and it wouldn't be taken away from you. I felt that he just didn't understand or care about all the stuff I was doing. I thought he'd get what I was meaning. I was expecting him to rebuke you, but instead he rebuked me. Didn't he realise things need doing or nothing gets done at all? Hmm. Wow, yeah. But did you notice what he actually said? He referred to many tasks. I got the impression that uh, he knew the kinds of stuff that that we do. Yes, practical things like getting meals together. But I kind of got a sense that he knew about all the serving ministry kind of things that we do, supporting, mm. supporting the believers in our town and praying with them and, and teaching about them about God and his ways. I kind of felt that he he knew about all those things, the many things that we do. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But why didn't he tell you to help me? It's like he didn't care how worn out I was doing all this work here in the village and trying to be a good hostess on top of everything else. He seemed to imply that I was doing it wrong. Mm. That you were doing it... That you were doing it all wrong? Well... What you were doing, apparently, sitting at his feet and listening was the best and most important thing. And when I'm running about doing all the practical things, I'm getting it wrong. But how can you how can you be getting it wrong? Remember when Joanna and Benjamin visited our village? You invited them to stay here, just like you did with Jesus. 
And they told us that, that Jesus had instructed them to find homes of peace um, where they and God's words um, and, and, and his kingdom could, could be received. And <laughs> word soon got out that they were here. Yeah. Uh, and, and before we knew it, everybody seemed to be flocking to our little home. And there was, there was, oh, so much joy and, and laughter within yeah. these walls on, on yeah. those days. And they taught, taught us so much, uh, about God. And people who were sick were, were prayed for and, and healed. And yeah, it was, it was that visit that all this serving stuff started. Well, I do get that. But I still don't really understand why Jesus didn't tell you to help me. I have to be honest, I felt like throwing in the towel afterwards. But then, do you think that Jesus wants, wants us to stop, wanted you to stop all your ministering and serving and sit at his feet? Well, obviously we can't do that now, he's not here. True, true, but you know we can still worship him because he's 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 here by his spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, how will people be helped to know about God and learn how to live their lives in a godly way if no one tells them? And we're not doing these ministerial things in our community. If we keep ourselves shut away and spend all our time lost in wonder. Nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I suppose that doesn't really measure up with what mm-hmm. Jesus did because mm-hmm. he sent people out in twos. Joanna yeah. and Benjamin and the other, yeah. the 72, sent them out in twos to help each other and support each other. And out ministering and mm-hmm. doing ministry st- kind of stuff. And then there was that, that story that that Jesus told about about the man that, that was robbed and, and beaten yeah, up yeah. and Jesus praised the, the Samaritan uh, because he served God by caring for the man yeah so it seems to me it seems to me that, that Jesus is absolutely passionate about every kind of serving mm-hmm. yeah but then what was the other thing that, that Jesus said to you? He said he said that you were worried and, and distract. distracted by the many things. The issue, the issue was that you'd got distracted, worked up and, and anxious about all these about all these other things. Yeah. Maybe I had, but you know, it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. When there's so much exciting stuff happening, like there is now and there was then, and God has so much for us to do, you just want to, well, you really do want to just keep going, mm. don't you? Yes. And, the, and, and you're right, there is, there is so much to do. Uh, in and in a village like ours, where there are so many poor people and and hungry people, yeah, people yeah. people hungry for food, but but hungry for for God and His Word and His ways. Well, you know what I'm like. 
I get distracted <laughs> and caught up with all the stuff that's happening around me. And I suppose I take my eyes off God and I get anxious and irritable. And I guess that's what happened that day. Mm. But that's just me. Yes. Isn't it amazing how we're, we're sisters, but we're so, <laughs> so different. different. <laughs> I'm so glad, though, Mary, that you hung on to his every word because... So many times since you've reminded me of things that he said and just when I needed to, I was encouraged and just when I needed to, I was challenged. Mm. And that's how I feel now, reminiscing about this. Mm. Encouraged and challenged. Mm. <laughs> but do you know what, Martha? As we've thought about it and, and talked about that that visit... And what happened on that particular day, I'm the same. I'm, I'm encouraged and I'm challenged. And today, let's take some time to recognise and respond to what the Holy Spirit, who's here in this room, in these four walls, has been saying to each of us as we thought about Mary and Martha's encounter with Jesus on that particular day. Both Mary and Martha were encouraged and challenged. What about you? In this moment of quietness, listen and respond to what the Spirit is saying to you. Let's pray. We do thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are here by your Spirit. And we do thank you that we can sit in your presence. And thank you that you delight in each of us and that you know each of us by name and you just so love to come and sit at our side. Would you encourage us as your faithful followers Help us to linger in your presence and there find refreshment for body, mind and spirit. Would you encourage us in our serving, the roles within our families, within your church and in the community? We recognise that we are your hands and feet. You have no body but ours. So we give ourselves to you and to your service once again. Would you teach us and challenge us to walk with you and to walk and to work with you? Close enough to hear slow enough to notice.
Help us to know how to be faithful followers of you, dearly loved and loyal to what you have called us to do here on earth. May we learn and relearn those unforced rhythms of grace that enable us to live freely and lightly. In all that we, we are and all that we do in your name, may we bring glory and honour to you. Amen. morning for our prayers of intercession. As Lena mentioned earlier in the lectionary reminds us that this is the Sunday that we remember Jesus' transfiguration. There is the opportunity to respond with the words, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Valerie will lead that. So when you hear the change of voice, that's the prompt if you would like to join in. So in light of Jesus' transfiguration, Therefore, we pray that we too, as church and as individuals, may be transformed into his likeness and share his love here on earth. Therefore, let us draw near to our Heavenly Father in prayer, asking his mercy for the church, the world, and for all who need his loving kindness. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let your Son rule gloriously in your followers today through words and deeds. Make the church your new Jerusalem so that many are drawn to the perfection of Christ. Help us to make Jesus relevant in the lives of those in our communities, especially to our families, close families and neighbours. Shed the light of Jesus' love wherever there is suffering at the hands of others. Let that holy love touch, purify and transform haters into lovers, abusers into carers and addicts into dependents and servants of you. Give grace to this congregation. May all who gather here in Jesus' name, may we day by day see him more clearly, love him more dearly, and follow him more nearly. Likewise, we pray also for other churches within our union, and especially today for Buckhaven Baptist Church, Bucky Baptist Church, Borough Baptist Church, and Butte Baptist Church. We pray for guidance for Sylvia and Cheryl, and all at the Scottish Baptist College, seeking your will for their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, Moses the lawgiver and Elijah the prophet bore witness to your son at his transfiguration. Grant their wisdom and righteousness to the leaders of the world. Through their decisions and actions, let them bear witness to God by turning away from selfish and cruel governance. Help them use authority in accordance with your will. May they lead their people into paths of justice, righteousness and peace. We pray this especially where there is conflict in our world, such as in Gaza, throughout the Middle East, Ukraine and elsewhere. Lord, in Help all who risk lives to protect the innocent and defend liberty and justice. Grant that all they do may bring you glory. Comfort all who sit in the shadows of pain, fear, loneliness, despair or sorrow. Let them see the light of your love and grant them your saving help. We pray especially for the work of BMS, Christian Aid and other agencies, thanking you for what we've heard today from Zavi and from uh, regards the church in Nagaland. And we pray for her situation regards accommodation for her family and also for her seminary. Lord, hear our prayer. Be with those loaned to us who have been ill or taken into hospital recently. Edith comes to mind, but all others also. We pray that they may receive good care and be strengthened in the knowledge of your presence with them and our prayers for them at such difficult times. Comfort all who mourn with the certainty that you embrace, you embrace their loved, beloved dead with the light and love life of Jesus. 
Let Jesus be the lamp to our feet and the light to our path. Help us to listen and to see him alone, him alone in every circumstance of life. In your good time, Father, let us, with all whom Christ has redeemed, be transfigured and behold him face to face. May we worship him in the glory he shares with you and the Holy Spirit. Merciful Father, accept these for the, these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, we finish with the same tune we started, bookending our service in a way, as we bless each other in the name of God, as this, our service, ends and our life service goes on. God, speed us all on our way. God, speed you on your way. words indeed be true in our lives, in our homes, in our places of work, places of study, in our neighborhood, wherever and however God calls us. May God speed us all on our way, but not too far, not just yet. As we go, let's enjoy some fellowship together and stay in God's love and grace. Amen. <laughs>